完璧などありえないこの世界は不完全だから美しいバカバカバカ何俺は海賊王になるなんとこいしさなの力を渡した時に言ったことを覚えているかいクレイ違うそこじゃない変態遅い Hello and welcome to More Than Hentai, a podcast that is here to show you that anime is far more than just tentacles and catgirls. There's also countless stories of love, loss, laughs, hope, horror, and happiness that it is dying to be found. And I, Brendan White, the Salt and Pepper Senpai, I'm here to help you find them. More Than Hentai is proudly powered by Audio Technica and Dashwater. So please go upgrade your audio and hydration games today. And joining me on this episode is a man who frequents many the same circles as I, and yet this is somehow the first time we actually have met face to face. He's been making content for well over a decade with a big focus on safe and inviting gaming and pop culture communities, as evidenced by his leadership role in Team OCE. He's also a streamer and host of the ZLB and Creator Notes podcast, which you must go and check out once you've done listening to this episode ASAP. From an anime standpoint, he's a man with impeccable taste. Calling titles like Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia, Sword Art Online, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Lover's War, Comey Can't Communicate, Ari Zero, and Dr. Stone among his favorites. You can find him on them socials at Zombies Love Bacon, but that is LV, not L O V E, just LV in between Zombies and Bacon there, or via his website, ZLBHQ.com. Zombies, welcome to the Riverside Studio, my friend. How might you be doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. God damn, that was an intro. <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go take a nap. So I'm just going to throw the hosting duties over to you and you can just run this solo for a minute because I'm pooped. But uh, yeah. no, mate, thank you so much for, for joining me here. It's uh, great to have you on the mic because, yeah, we've we've sort of crossed paths, like sort of ships in the night a few times where we've been in and around this gaming pop culture space for many years collectively here we've engaged and discussed stuff online but we haven't like bumped into each other at a pax or at a various gaming meetup and so this is our uh, on-camera debuts with each other so it's yeah. a good time i'd almost i'd almost think that you're avoiding me because it's been, it's been years <laughs> like I, it's been so so long and so many events um that we just we seem to be there we just never bump into each other and it's it's yeah but i think we have very similar sort of interests and we, we again in the same sort of circles so um, yeah, first time to get, it took too long, honestly. <laughs> so, I, I think so. I think so. I, I, when I saw you like talking about anime and doing an anime podcast, I'm like, oh, this is my end. And I just, I was just slack, honestly. I just <laughs> should have got uh, me on. Me too. Like I, I should have been more assertive with like, hey buddy, like, come on, here's our chance. I see you talking anime. I'm talking anime. Let's yeah, combine yeah. like a big sexy Megazord in Power Rangers and go fight <laughs> Rita Repulsa. So, uh, but we're here now. So that's all that matters. Yeah, it would look, and I got to say, when you when you ask what's your favorite anime, oh man, that's a that's a hard question. I sat there for so long. I'm like, I can't put down fifty odd titles. <laughs> you could have, you could have, but like, you've listed uh, some heavy hitters there. Like uh, a lot of the titles that I mentioned that you like are also on my favorites as yep. far as um, anime that cross a whole host of genres too. So I like that you're not into just, you know, you're not just an Isekai boy or a Shonen boy. Like mm. you're into everything and anything as evidenced by uh, some of those titles we mentioned there. But before we go anime centric, maybe we, we focus just on you from a broader lens as far as who you are, what you do, some of the cool things you've been up to for the last 10 goddamn years in this content creation space. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's 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 been kind of hectic. Not gonna lie, uh, I was I was looking at all the stuff that we've done just in twenty twenty three, and it's been 
a lot. Um, but yeah, no, content creator, coming up on 11 years uh, with the, the Zombies Love Bacon brand. I, had, I was doing other things before that. So yeah, very long time in content. Um, got a soft spot for retro gaming, uh, love retro gaming, but I'm also very much, I like being on the, the forefront. I like being what's the, the new hotness. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether it not be a, a, a sort of an indie that's kind of taken off or a AAA game, I like playing. Uh, you know, I don't I don't play one game very often. I play many many games and and um, just anything pop culture and gaming, I'm into it. And uh, yeah, and sort of streaming regularly on Twitch, uh, but also that's kind of limiting in some senses. So I like to get out and attend a lot of events, into a lot of movies and a lot of, a lot of TV shows and and stuff like that. Just, just a lot. I'm into everything, basically. Pretty much anything that's uh, internet or internet adjacent, I'm into it. That's pretty much how it turns out. And, um, uh, yeah, podcasting as well. For We've, we've been on a few now. Um, got, got some new ones coming up, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And just uh, really just uh, just love being in the space, basically, and around hanging around people that have similar interests is kind of the main goal, I guess. Um, and the main reason I do a lot of the content stuff is to yeah meet people and hang out with people that like the things that I like, so we can talk about it. Because you know uh, you know you go you do your nine to five and they don't they just want to talk about footy and you don't know what they're talking about most of the time. <laughs> it's like hey, what'd you do on the weekend? It's like definitely nothing sport related. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just skip that and and, and get the work done, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's it. And then it's and then, like yeah, and I think as much as you sort of drill down the sort of the niches as you know, video games has become more and more sort of widely accepted now. Um, and I feel like particularly the last few years, animes is also getting to that point where people starting to realize that, Hey, that overproduced Netflix show isn't maybe the best story compared to a really, you know, defined sort of manga turn into anime. And that's where, that's really where I sort of fell into it. I'm just like, I'm watching these anime shows and this show is, this is better than, you know, this is better than Lost or mm. <laughs> better than Walking Dead or whatever. It's like, I'm like, I'd much rather watch this. I don't care if it's animated. It doesn't, doesn't matter. And you sort of, once you sort of go down the rabbit hole though, um, yeah, there's no turning back. So <laughs> you end up here. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that hole goes for eternity. So uh, yeah, yeah there, there is anime literally out there for everybody, no matter what, unique kink or obsession you might have there's Literally, a damn yeah. strong chance that there's an anime out there for you to consume and probably love and obsess over and, and that's the great thing with this medium that like you said zombies there where it's it's starting to break into mainstream media more it used to be just seen as a cartoon that was something weird for kids and a lot of people are like oh, that's that's not for me but yeah. the fact that you can have just these emotional uppercuts from various types of anime that you can't find in these Netflix, Prime, Stan, Binge, whatever yeah, streamers absolutely. that are doing live action and burning through millions and millions of dollars to make Literally. subpar content. Yep. And yep. And then you watch an anime and you go, they did this better. You know, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. like, you know, I, I, I like one of my big ones is, is like as much as I, I really liked watching The Walking Dead when it came out, but then like towards the end of it, you kind of fizzle. Everyone kind of jumped off at some point, right? Um, well, obviously people are still watching cause they're still making it, but then I like, I flipped and I go, Oh, like I watched attack on Titan. I'm just like, man, they're doing this so much better. Like this is, mm. this is like the dystopian, the, everything in the mystery. It's actually, it's real compared to walking dead. It's like, oh, okay, well, these three new characters they introduced at the start of the season, they're the three that are going to die at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, All that's confirmed is Daryl Dixon is eternal and yep. you know, he can do no wrong. <laughs> But yeah, it's and and, I, and uh, like I grew up playing um, a lot of games and stuff. Like I, I played a lot of um, like Super Nintendo and Nintendo sixty four and GameCube and all that sort of stuff. And there was always that element of 
playing games and then going, oh, hang on, this game is based on an anime. And then you'd go and you'd watch the anime and you get the source. And then again, down the rabbit hole you go. And, you know, like uh, for me, like Dragon Ball Z was that where I played the game first on the Super Nintendo. And I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. And then someone's like, oh, this is a show. And, like, <laughs> and then that was, you know, I don't know, 80 episodes of Freezer and some other show. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're still in that original fight going at the moment. Like, we've, yeah, that's the legend, legend goes. goes. It's still going. Oh, actually, I think Freezer just joined Fortnite. So it's, it's just keeps he going. Is, yeah. I saw him last night. I was playing with a couple of the boys last night. And yeah, Freezer and Cell are in there at the moment. I'm just like, oh, here we go. Still go. going, still going, and that's weird. Did you tell people that's you know that fight was what in the nineties, early nineties? Mm. <laughs> yeah, still going though. It's still going. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably the the part that I have the most difficulty with in anime are these long form stories are getting told. Your mm. Dragon Balls, your One Pieces, your Bleaches and stuff, where they're going hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of episodes. And that's great if the story's consistent and it's keeping me engrossed minute to yeah. minute. But when it might take 40 episodes to give me a payoff or something to care about, I'm just like, fuck, there's, I could watch 10 other, 10 other anime in that span of time and have complete stories told and, and feel great for it instead of being yeah. frustrated here. Yeah, it's that age-old question of was there, is, it, is there enough content there for 80 episodes or is it that you had to go for 80 weeks? That's the real question. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, and that, and and the more you look into like, you know, I don't want to pick on Dragon Ball, but look at Dragon Ball. That's why Freezer took so long to beat because they had you know so many weeks of content they needed to fill. <laughs> so exactly, exactly. Where you look at like that list that I mentioned as far as some of your favorites, like Demon Slayer has Demon a cracking Slayer. pace. Like it knows when to stop and and allow those little moments to marinate and impact more. But for the most part, it's pretty balls to the Top wall. Gear. Yep. Yeah, whole time. my hero, yeah. same thing again. Even yep. some of the other ones, like like I love that you've got Comey Can't Communicate, uh, RA Zero, Doctor Stone and Lover's War on there because they're four that are very near and dear to my heart for a whole <laughs> host of reasons. But same thing, like the pacing is fantastic in yeah. all of them. Yep, it's, it's all killer, no filler, as they say. And it's, it's, hey, it's, shout out to some forty-one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like um like uh yeah, Demon Slayer's S class for me. Like I've never. I just remember just watching it, but a lot of, lot of animes and stuff, I'll just jump on simply because I go, oh, I recognize these characters. These are the characters everyone's talking about. And I'll just jump in blind because it's the best way to go in, right? And the Demon Slayer is just, they just, when they hit top gear, it just goes and keeps going. And it's like, when is this going to, when are we calming down here? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just unbelievable that, and it's not like it's, if that was week to week, you would, you'd sit in your chair waiting the whole week. You just, you wouldn't get up because it's just, yeah. you, it's crazy. And then you look at things like One Piece and stuff like that. It's There's literally an entire list of these are the episodes you don't need to watch because they'll fill up. It's like, okay, well, at least I don't have to watch, what, 1,000-something, what are they up to now? <laughs> I think 1,073 or something oh. like that, which is insane. Like I'm intermittent on One Piece. I'm close to 200 now. But even Ooh. that, like it's been tough, man. I've been cracking through this year, but I'll just get so frustrated with it sometimes. And yep. I get upset because I rag on One Piece a lot here because I've got a few One Piece super fans that are friends of mine and they're just like, you know what? When it gets like that, just take a break. I'm like, but that's not good storytelling. If I need yeah. to stop, that's not good. And they're like, yeah, we'll go on One Piece then and find the filler list and skip through. I'm like, that's not good storytelling either. Like I want yep. the full experience. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's exactly that. Though. It's, like, it's like, okay, so how many episodes are worth watching? And then why are there other episodes? It's, it's as simple as that. Yeah, but yeah, and it's just, I'm, I'm the same. I haven't, I haven't made it through One Piece. I've tried Bleach before. I just can't get through that many episodes without there being like 
going, you know, pay off at each, each episode essentially. Um, and that's yeah. why I kind of, a lot of the, a lot of the shows that I've been watching, like a great example is like something like Darling in the Franks, right? You just, it's a oh, one so and done. It's the, and the story's set up. So it, like, it, you know, it kind of escalates each episode until it kind of gets nuts and then it's over and you're like, oh, excellent. Great. I had the great time. It was good. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't it's need beautiful, to be, man. Yeah. It didn't need to be any more than that. And you know, there's so many, there's so many shows now that you watch it and they're kind of one and done and you go, well, that was excellent. As much as you'd love to have like a season two or whatever, it's better that they kind of had the whole story plotted out, planned out in advance and you get to watch it and do it. Yeah, we don't want a Game of Thrones type of scenario happening for your favorite anime just for the sake of more content. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's, 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 a, uh, there's, yeah, there's a few that I've watched and stuff and I just go, oh, man, it really dropped off at the end there. And it's kind of like they ran out of budget sort of deal and it's like if they just kind of planned ahead. Um, you know, and a lot of people, a lot of people pick on like Attack on Titan for their way that they've dropped the the final season, which is in, I don't know how many parts slash movies slash episodes it ends up being. It's absurd. But <laughs> when you watch it all, you go, all right, I get it. It's like, yeah, this I get what you're doing. You you were prepping stuff. You had to get stuff lined up in a certain way, and you know, and, and like the payoff in that show was nuts. Yeah, they they stuck the landing. I was very happy. I was very emotionally fragile after watching those final final uh, chapters or whatever they called them but man i'm happy that we got closure and it was some very powerful closure i guess we could say yeah and again you you watch that first season of that show and you go you know this is a different feels like a different show like you you had no idea which direction they were going the only reason why it got to where it got to and 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 paid off so well is they knew where they were going from the start Hmm. so you know good planning which is always nice you know (laughs) so it's um but yeah it's it's for me um anime is a lot of the like a lot of my favorite shows and movies that you know including everything live action and everything a lot of them are anime because i just feel like they, they tell some pretty powerful stories so yeah, they just they just do it better like don't get me wrong some actual live action films and television shows and documentaries are must watch yeah 110 but just the the freedom in the space with anime they can just make these things that cannot exist in reality, become real and believable and emotional, whether that be happy, sad, anger, yep, fear, yep. and everything else in between. And it just works. Yep, 100%. Yeah, yeah. totally agree. No, we're very spoiled. We're very spoiled. <laughs> the fact that, like we both said earlier, that it's just becoming more and more mainstream, like mm. the Netflix back catalogue for anime these days is getting very impressive. Disney's... Yep lagging behind a little bit. Prime's got some stuff. Obviously, Crunchy and Funimation are your go-tos. But, like, Netflix has got a deep, deep catalogue of stuff for for new and old anime fans to, to discover yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, a great one and I put on my list, obviously, is Comey Can't Communicate, which is, like, I remember watching that and then got about halfway through the first season, I stopped and I said, said to my partner, I said, you need to watch this because this is... Like, it's beautiful. Uh, it's, like it's it's meaningful storytelling, which is it's, yeah. which is rare, first of all. But also, like in terms of like essentially a high school drama, it's next next level. And like the, you yeah. don't, there's nothing live action that is quite as powerful as that. And it, it's it's and it's not all like it's not all you know tear jerking and whatever. But it's 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 got some fun parts to it as well. But it's just it's actually got a, a really good uh, message behind it, which I just found phenomenal. Yeah. And the animation's excellent. The show's excellent, full stop. But Yeah, I, I love Comey Can't Communicate so much. <laughs> I, just, I was just so surprised to find something so good just just flicking through Netflix one day. I'm just like, this is nuts how good this is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and like I, we've ended up buying the manga since and read through it and everything else and, and it's like, it's yeah, it's just top quality stuff and you just don't expect to see it hiding on Netflix. 
you know, they need to no, bring it to no. the front, I think, put it on the front page. Yeah, plenty, plenty of good stuff <laughs> hiding on Netflix and, and we're doing an episode of Come We Can't Communicate in the next couple of weeks, which I'm very excited for because I'm bringing on uh, a friend of mine, Ray, who is pretty well alien to the anime universe. Oh, okay. She's watched a bit of One Piece with, with her kids, but that's it. Oh, excellent. So I've sort of said... I reckon you might enjoy this because like you said, zombies, it's got great messaging. It's got great heart and it's really respectful. Like Mm. when, cause there's a heavy emphasis on social anxiety within the show, but they've got this female moderator that explains it more as the episodes progress. So you learn um, and you sort of pick up on cues that maybe friends and family might have in real life. It's portrayed really well. It's really well done. And and that, that, that's what stuck with me. I'm just like, this is, this is awesome. You know, I'm just like, Again, though, like it's people people that have you know suffer from similar sort of stuff or you know feel the same sort of way will watch that and resonate with that in, in ways that other shows they wouldn't. It's yeah, yeah. That's I'm, I'm excited it. to I hear that it. episode actually from 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 an outsider looking in, um, someone to experience it. That'd be yeah, it'd be an interesting episode. Yeah, I rewatched uh, both seasons, which they've now for some reason merged into one season. Yeah, they um, have. from when I first watched it. So I rewatched all of that about a week or so ago. So it's pretty fresh and. It's still so great. So I can't wait to to unpack that one because it is a standout. But yeah, listeners, if this is your first time stopping on by more than hentai, the way this podcast works is I've had zombies fill out uh, a bit of a QA and a so I can get a bit of a feeling, a bit of a heartbeat as far as what his viewing habits are, things he does and doesn't like in the anime space. We already talked about some of the anime titles that he adores. And then I try and find an anime that uh, could potentially become his new obsession, his new favorite anime and we, we watch the first episode front to back. We don't watch the entire season. Should zombies want to watch beyond episode one, that's more than fine. But we're just going to be unpacking the first episode in its entirety. So we're going to be going spoilers, potentially beat for beat through the plot, depending on how we talk through this thing. And uh, yeah, nothing's off limits from episode one, but anything outside of that scope, we're not going to sort of dive into. So we're not going to ruin any major twists or any any major um, eye-opening experiences that happen later in this anime. And the good thing with this anime is it's currently ongoing, like it's currently airing right now. So we're only halfway through this first season. So this is, I think, only the second anime I've done. Oh, actually, it's the third, sorry. The third anime I've done, where we've done an episode of this where it's airing. So we haven't got to the completion of a season, so I don't have a full picture of it yet, and neither do Zombies. But the title in focus is called Undead Unluck, and it is a supernatural action comedy manga series written and illustrated by Yoshifumi Tezuka and has been serialized in Shueisha's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine since January of 2020, a 24-episode anime adaptation produced by TMS Entertainment and animated by David Production, premiered in October of 2023 with 12 episodes currently available at time of recording, which is the 28th of December 2023. Undead Unluck currently holds a score of 7.85 on my anime list, and that's based off 26,000 unique users. And the story of Undead Unluck is as follows. Fuko Izumo, afflicted by a curse causing death to those who touch her, contemplates ending her life after the conclusion of her beloved manga series. On a bridge, she accidentally touches a man named Andy, discovering he's immortal. Both seeking death, they team up to fulfill Andy's wish while evading a mysterious organization aiming to exploit their unique abilities. So goddamn, um, the concept and the premise of this is nuts. I found this episode just by accident maybe a month or so ago because it's not on Crunchyroll. I, I don't think it's on Funimation. It's not on Netflix. I just found it uh, perusing 
one of these various anime websites just to see what's what. And I saw that. And then when we started talking, I'm like, you know what? Zombies, undead. There's some <laughs> themes here as far as stuff that you enjoy watching. So hopefully it will synergize well with you. But yeah, let's talk episode one yeah. of Undead Unluck. Where do you want to take this conversation, well, man? But before you get started, I did find it somewhere, actually. Oh, really? It's on Disney+. Plus. And he's like, oh, shit, okay. They've only got only just started on there because I was like, I've seen this. I've seen this somewhere, surely. And uh, sure enough, yeah, they've got the – the um, it's up on Disney+, Plus, which is uh, – I, I watched it. They've only got three episodes up so far, uh, okay. so a little bit behind. Okay. But that's fine because we're only watching the first episode. But, oh, my, what a – I was my, – my first question was going to be, where did you find this? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's, 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 um, it's not – like it, it's a it's, – the first of all, it's great. Like it's really – it's something different. Um, and the characters straight away, like they, they, they have barely any kind of introduction. You kind of just jump, jump straight into it. I'm pretty sure that, uh, uh Foucault's first line is like, I'm just going to take my own life now. And it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. We're going there straight up. All right. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's so it's, it's only just new. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I haven't looked at anything else. So just watched the first episode and, um, yeah, it's a, it raises a lot of questions like straight up. Uh, I was kind of kind of itching to know more um what's going on but yeah they so let's i guess take it from the start it's they pretty much start up with on they meet on the bridge she's looking to uh end her own life after finishing the the the, the manga and then uh old mate uh andy i think he's just they just i think she prefers him as zombie for most of it which yeah just just calling him zombie which i thought was perfect for, for this episode with you as well, well finally because, a yeah, character she's calling him zombie the whole time yeah <laughs> but yeah the episode opens we get like this weird art housey opening yeah. Yeah. that is a little confusing at first because it starts, it's a pure black screen and all you can hear is the whir of like a plane engine starting up and you're like, okay, what's going on here? And then pans out and we see the the engine in its entirety doing its, doing its animations and stuff. And then we get this contrast or these cuts between the plane engine and this woman walking through a very muted snow-capped, yeah. Japan, I guess, and uh, there's images of this man that we find out they're sort of lovers or partners and they're, they're sort of stuck with this cold hardship in the snow contrasting back to the airport and we get this uh, scene where we see this young girl happily waving goodbye to the plane in the sort of visitor area in the airport, cuts back again to this snow-laden area, all white, minimal use of colour, black everywhere as well. We can see that the woman and the man are sort of like at the bottom of this building that's sort of almost had a hole ripped through it. It's like a multi-story and it's gone all the way down the bottom. So I'm sitting there going, is this sort of foreshadowing? Like, is this post the plane? Like, did the plane crash into this building? What's going on? Yeah, I, it, it, I, I was very confused by the, the plane at the start. Is the plane relative to these people, you know, effectively they're just hanging out in the snow? Um, you know, it's meant to be sort of a sappy kind of, uh, you know, please don't ever leave me, uh, you know, I love you forever kind of thing. I'm just thinking, I've seen this anime before, but then they get the whole point is that it's kind of meant to be a, you know, a dramatization of, again, the manga that she reads. And it's like, but then the plane thing makes no sense, obviously, at the start. Yeah, because cuts back again after some some of those romantic scenes with this couple from the manga. And it, we've got sort of a bit of a wider shot of the plane as a whole. And then we see like this bolt of yeah. energy just come from the sky, hit the plane engine blow the plane to hell so everybody on this plane we find out later 270 people died in this plane crash or this plane explosion and then it cuts back to the little girl looking through the glass that was waving goodbye and there's this really beautiful tight shot 
of just her eyes and you can see the like they're teary because obviously someone she knows is on that plane that's no longer there and so it's this weird like what am i watching here like is this some like a24 anime crossover that i've just embarked also on? i just want to point out that they refer to it later as engine troubles i mean that is more than engine yeah. troubles <laughs> It's it literally it looks like a oh, not like a lightning strike. It's just something something comes from the sky and just blows up the plane essentially. And it's yeah. Anyway, it's uh, yeah. It's very interesting start to yeah the show because again they don't sort of explain anything. This is just cold opening straight into it. So yeah. So it's just really jarring in those first say probably sixty minutes total that that goes through, and then we find out it sort of flashes forward. We're in the year twenty twenty. And all that black and white imagery, as Zombies mentioned there, that it was just Foucault's favourite anime. And now that she's uh, read to the completion of her favourite uh, manga, sorry, of all time, she says, now it's time to put an end to herself. And then the camera <laughs> sort of peels back again and she's standing on the edge of this bridge above a heap of train lines and she's planning to jump off and I guess get ran over or get hit by a train and you're like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? <laughs> And that is your intro. That is, that, is, that is how you meet the character. And then, um, yeah, and then old mate who is a zombie or undead or which you're running equivalent, uh, is just chilling behind her, drinking some boba tea and hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> casually. Just, he's sort of like, yeah, squatting behind her and he's like, yeah, little girl, you know, what you're doing is dangerous. Yeah. And, and she starts saying, you know, but, but you know, my, my life is ruined. I want a shot at passionate romance, but thanks to this body, it can never happen. And then she sort of whips out a knife as sort of pseudo protection because she's a little bit worried about Andy, as you would be. He's a pretty, a decent pretty uh, imposing knife specimen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Michael Myers <laughs> yeah, um, literally. Yeah. kitchen knife of doom. And you're like, whoa, okay, this is going places I didn't expect it to. Yeah, it's kind of the theme of the show, actually, I think, is it just keeps going where you don't expect it to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it goes further in a direction you don't expect where yeah, Andy's casually sipping on his boba, which made me very thirsty. I'm, mm, I'm such a sucker for a good boba. <laughs> and so so she's sort of saying this monologue about, yeah, like my body, uh, my, my body's letting me down. I'm never going to get romance. I'm never going to feel that true love. And she's sort of holding out the knife, looking away. She, she's sort of ranting and raving. And then Andy just casually walks right up and then just impales himself right through the middle of the chest with this blade and she freaks out notably so because you're like what is happening yeah. there's so much going on and i can't understand a thing right now yeah and then i think she then she she says like oh you got to step off or i've got a curse um if you come anywhere near me you're gonna get this disease that's right she says a disease to begin with and he says he's like oh that sounds fun what's that <laughs> no he um he, he's got that sort of like surfer vibe lingo where he's like oh you've got a deadly disease that's transmitted by touch that's wicked yeah sick. that's it wicked I'm sick. Like, oh my god <laughs> but i'm like all right i'm here for it <laughs> so he's excited and he wants to wants to touch her a lot to work out you know where where this disease is going to hurt because then we find out that yeah he's he's undead slash pseudo immortal in a way and so he's trying to obviously end his life because he's been here for a very long time but then Foucault's like, no, that's not how it works. But get ready, it's coming. My unluck is here. And he's standing on the edge of this bridge. Bit of the bridge breaks off. He falls down, splat by an oncoming train. Blood, viscera, and body parts go everywhere. And I'm like, can this escalate any further? Yeah, like, that character lasted all of one minute. That's fine. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's and then she's all cut up. You know, oh, it's happened again, and you know, I can't believe it. And 
it's, it's gonna you know it's and then it's it's, it's like straight away it just it, we're not we're not even what five minutes into the show yeah. <laughs> first death quickest death maybe i don't know it's <laughs> but yeah it, it's a roller coaster so yeah she's sort of eulogizing what's going on oh, i'm so sorry i've dragged another person into this my unluck has taken another life but then we see andy or or um you know zombie or undead's um head Bounce back into scene casually, uh, bounces back onto the bridge. We find out that the head is alive, he is alive, and he's using like the the force of which he can pump blood out of his neck veins to almost shoot around like he can fly like Iron Man, which yep. is a fantastic scene. And then we see him regenerate and the, the artistic detail in the regeneration where you first see the spinal column come yeah. back, then organs and muscles and skin and flesh like it is really really well done yeah and it comes right down to like there's yeah it goes organs muscles flesh skin tattoos (laughs) (laughs) and one of his tattoos says dead end as well (laughs) yeah which cracks me up and and the other one it's like is it 1865 yeah it's got 1865 on there which what happened in 1865 i guess we yeah who knows who knows who knows but yeah so so i'm just sitting there going this is some of the craziest anime i've seen in a long time and like you said this is in the first five to ten minutes max yeah uh it cracks me up too because obviously he's just regenerated himself he's lost all his clothing so then andy's just hanging out there (laughs) naked and they they censor out his penis with like this aggressive sort of scratched yeah which which has a mind shape. of its own as well it's like a it's like a flap it's like a sensor flap that yeah. blows in the wing and it's so weird but it's i'm like i'm just like is he just hanging out is that yeah. <laughs> it, it is because then ruko realizes yet yeah, that this guy is alive again naked so she punches him right in the jewels <laughs> attempts to run away from him she's terrified obviously as to what's going on because, yeah, she's realized that, that he's undead and cannot be killed, potentially. Andy chases after her, grabs Fuko. We see the police arrive, but then Andy, who still hasn't had his, um, he hasn't sort of regenerated his feet at this stage. Mm. He's stopped at the ankles, sees the popo there. So he picks up Fuko and then, like, in true Iron Man style, just flies and bounces through this uh, Japanese <laughs> cityscape up the walls using his blood to project him upwards. And it, it's, it's a cool little scene. So bizarre when you think about it, because <laughs> they kind of hint. They don't really explain it much, but they kind of hint that like his blood sprays out, but then he also kind of collects it back. So, because I was like, if he's doing this, he's just painting the town red. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I guess he's kind of kind of just pulls back. To, I don't know. It's it's such a bizarre thing. Look, I guess they had to figure out a way to make him fly, and that's it. So he's got blood rockets on his legs. Um, yeah. Yeah. But- <laughs> It's so wild. And I think like because they they immediately go to a rooftop nearby and when they land, he kind of tr- starts to explain how he can fly, but the, the scene kind of pulls away and he's kind of becomes background noise as he's explaining how he can jump using the pressure of the blood coming out of the, his legs. And it's, it's, it's I'm, just, I'm just in awe. I'm just like, what, what who thought of this? <laughs> it is absolutely bonkers, but like it sort of treads this tightrope of being could fall to the amount of craziness and zaniness that's going on. But I feel they managed to stay on this tightrope. Like I'm not at episode 12 yet. I'm at episode 10 and I feel that they've kept up with the mixture of emotion and realness and then just batshit craziness somehow. And it's a good mix that certainly uh, checks the boxes for me. (laughs) And yeah, so we're getting this very 
loosely scientific explanation from, <laughs> yeah. from Andy up on the roof. <laughs> Very loose. As far as his, his blood and what's happening. And then Foucault freaks out because he tries to to touch a leg because he's just, he's thinking, no, if I touch you, you know, my, my life is going to be over because that's clearly all he wants that we're cottoning onto here. She freaks out again. Um, and then he grabs her by both legs and goes like full Zangief style <laughs> and is spinning her around and around and around. And it's nuts and it still works and it still maintains some level of sanity because he's like spinning around. Tell me, explain to me how, how your, your uh, abilities work. I need to know. She's refusing that at that time, but yeah, gets Zangiefed into submission <laughs> and she's like, all right, I'm going to let you know the story. And then it focuses again on her singular eye. Like we got when it was the young kid at the airport, really gorgeous shot. Again, the way, some of these animators can draw and show emotion in eyes constantly blows me away in anime. And this was another one. I'm like, oh, even though we just had all this weird shit going on, there's just this little nothing frame where it's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we get that sort of that transition and it, also the music changes as well and it all becomes very, very serious and very, you know, we've got, a, we've got a, you know, we've got a very deep moment sort of coming up and then we obviously flash back to the, the plane uh, from the opening scene. And again, they refer, she, she refers to it as the uh, engine troubles. <laughs> so, so, but uh, part of it is that she's explaining that, you know, she thought uh, her parents were going, I think she says they're going away on business and um, they're going to be away a long time. So lots of hugs and kisses and, 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 you know, farewells before getting on the plane. And then the uh, engine troubles strike, which is all being told very, like the animation's amazing. The, the music's very sad and you think, oh man, we're going... Like it's it switches such a gear from moments ago with the Zangief going on um, straight into this whole you know sort of story, and uh, she goes into the fact that that's the day that she knows that she know that she caused that accident and, and everything that came from it, which then we get sort of a hard cut out of the <laughs> straight out of uh, a very sad moment about the death of their parents into. Uh, Andy's coming in for a grope because he wants some more skin on skin action because that's what he got from that story. And uh, uh, and then the music hard cuts as well. I noticed, but oh, okay, we're back. Uh, it's just, yeah, Andy just just completely breaks any kind of uh, any moment we're having uh, straight into a grope, which uh, I'm pretty sure she replies with, you know, stop chopping, trying to cop a feel. <laughs> he's like, I need as much skin to skin contact as possible. Um, cause from that story, he's gone, okay, well, if I touch skin to skin and the more skin to skin and hugging will give me the worst, uh, unluck possible. And therefore his glorious death that he's looking for. She said, that's no excuse for copying a feel. <laughs> no, and, and rightfully so. Like, like anyone out there that is listening to this, like we're not, we're not condoning any of Andy's actions. No, like, and yeah, it, like, it's, it's tricky, is key, right? It's tricky because the whole main plot driving point of this is touching lots of i'm touching you i touch you i need to touch you more <laughs> and i'm like okay we're just gonna yeah so that's it's just the, the you know it's just skin to skin contact it's nothing more than that <laughs> yeah in that sort of heartfelt moment we we find out that yeah Foucault has been dealing with this i guess you could say isolation for a decade like she was eight when she found out that yeah. she had this ability that occurred uh, 10 years ago so she's she's 18 now and yeah transitioning from that moment which was pretty emotional to yeah, then Andy going right in and, and putting his hands up up her shirt to to feel some boob. I'm like, come on now. But then the the zaniness and the madness escalates again because sort of she pushes herself off during during this uh, groping session, gets away from him, and a giant 
crate of bananas <laughs> falls from the sky, crushes Andy, like killing a normal person, but I guess temporarily killing or uh, disabling Andy. And it's just this weird, like throwback comedic banana peel moment personified here. Yeah. And I was cackling the first time I so, saw I this. I said, why bananas? <laughs> Just just out of everything that, yeah, it's just random plain bananas. I guess that's the whole point of the the whole unluck is, you know, it's to be unexpected, whatever it could be, could be anything. Absolutely anything. Yeah. Even a crate of bananas yeah. from a random plane that we didn't even know was there. It's just- yeah, I was certainly not expecting the, the crate of bananas. And then to make it worse, like Foucault's trying to flee. She's she's running across the, the roof of this giant skyscraper, slips on one of these banana peels, uh, which is then pretty much going to potentially lead to her death because she slips on the banana peel and falls off the roof of this skyscraper. And as she's falling, she's thinking about all the regret she's got in her life because she hasn't experienced anything. And then uh, another little heartbreaking moment for Foucault here is her prized manga is in there in like slips out and sort of in, in the turbulent act of, of free falling to her potential death the manga is just, it's gone. And it's like, no, that's that's the only thing she had left in life and now it's gone too. What's going to happen? Yeah, and and, and it's it's a very long fall. <laughs> but it's it, it's the moment where she realizes, hey, maybe I don't want to, you know, jump off a bridge in front of a train. I'm not ready quite yet to, to end it all. Um, but, you know, it's kind of a, yeah, it's a decision that comes a little bit too late because she's two-thirds of the way to the ground. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, old mate Andy sort of springs into action. <laughs> Uh, when I say springs because he has no feet again, um, he's again he's using his the, the blood rockets. Um, but there's a little cool moment where as he's coming down, and I think it sort of works that he kind of gets a bone that comes out of one of his legs, like he grows the bone out but not the flesh, and then uses that to sort of hang on to the wall as he's coming down the building to slow down his descent. Gets the manga first, very important, uh, and then it actually catches Futo as well. And, you know, basically says, I'm not going to let you die. Not when I've just discovered all this stuff, which is, um, uh, it's kind of a, it kind of shows that even like he has some, some sort of morals, like he's not going to necessarily just let her die. And, you know, he's, he's obviously he's trying to get things in it, but it's also kind of the first time that he shows that he's willing to save people. He's not kind of just a nutcase, which is how he's portrayed for the first few minutes. <laughs> kind of yeah, just... he's, he's not a, just a crazed sex pest. Like you can see he's got a little bit of that sort of anti-hero vibe yeah, to exactly. himself where he flies in with the, with the blood jets and then seeing, yeah, he, him, uh, been able to control his bones and his yeah. flesh where yeah, he turns those shin bones into spikes and, yeah, penetrates the walls to slow them fall down. Like it's so damn cool. And yeah, it's just this cool little hero moment. He gets, all right, maybe you aren't just a complete perv and you've got some endearing qualities, saves Foucault, saves the manga. And um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool moment there. And Andy then explains as they're sort of stopped stationed on the side of the building held in by his, his shin spikes yeah. <laughs> uh, that he wants to, you know, for Foucault to unlock her ability end his miserable long life and you're like oh man that's that's pretty sad yeah yeah and i think that that's where they uh, like you go oh and then you start to, start to think how long is this bloke been around and also it's kind of like he, he's he's not you know he's, he's like you know he's not old <laughs> if that makes sense he's still a young fellow he's just obviously immortal and then and, and you go okay well so his his whole thing is he would like a, a glorious death like someone to actually kill him and, and stay dead i suppose it's kind of his torture um and and obviously she at this point 
is kind of just going along for the ride because I'm pretty sure the next thing he says is that he's going to go take her back to the uh, the home base. The yeah, to his hideout. His hideout. <laughs> And he calls it his hideout, doesn't he? I think. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's he like, does. Like, okay, is he a superhero? What is this? Like, I fully expected like some kind of cape or some system coming out next because, yeah, hideout. And then, um, yeah, it's and then again, it's just the blood jets. He just basically flies off and bouncing off building to building back to his hideout. And then I think it's the first time after that that we actually see, oh, apart from we, we see a couple of uh, police officers earlier, but this is the first time we actually meet other characters that aren't the main, I guess, duo, um, which I don't know if they named this guy in the first episode. They, they, no. they don't name the guys in the first episode, but like in the, the synopsis I mentioned, we'll, we'll just call them the mysterious organization. Yeah. So yeah, they're a bunch of nondescript suited people up on one of the roofs as well. You can sort of see Andy and Foucault blood jetting off in, in the background on the way to the hideout. But then we also confirm that the mysterious organization seems to know about Andy pretty well and know that he's got a hideout yeah. and probably where it is. So you're like, oh, okay, these guys have got taps on everyone. Yeah, this got to the this this is the bit that got me. He's like, yeah, he's going back to the hideout. Like, you know this? How, how do you <laughs> And then that, that kind of made me think that he's more of like uh, he's the crazy person who has a hideout and they all know where he is kind of at all times. Um so when he says he's going back to the hideout, he's just going back to, you know, under the bridge somewhere else or um I don't actually know what they cut they don't really explain what the hideout is. It's kind of just no, an abandoned building. It looks or? almost like an abandoned mall, yeah. yeah. But yeah, because it's because uh, we pretty much go straight from that to <laughs> straight to the hideouts. Then it gets a bit. Uh. <laughs> it gets creepy again. Sorry, listeners. Yeah, like like Andy's telling Fuko to strip, so she attempts to escape again. Because why wouldn't you at this stage? Yeah. You're now a potential sex slave of some undead fiend. So yeah, run is a good option. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she tries to run, and as she's running, and, and Andy's almost Michael Myers chasing after. It feels like he could catch her in an instant. You know, he's just sort of slowly meandering in the background, grabs hold. Uh, her jacket comes off during the struggle, and also her beanie comes off. And this is a big panic moment for her because we get this massive Rapunzel vibe from Fuko, where her hair is from from a head down to the ground and then some and she collapses on the ground in this uh in this part of the hideout and she starts crying because she's like i haven't had a haircut in a decade because no one can touch my hair because they'd end up dead and it's just like oh i'd be so upset if i couldn't get a haircut regularly because uh i like a a nice sort of maintained mop. so i feel <laughs> this i'm with you fuko yeah and i was also I, I immediately go oh yeah of course, she, no one could touch her hair. That's like, and I'm thinking, you know, there's there's ten years of she couldn't do anything. Like there's this, there's what you know, how, how how deep does the rabbit hole go? But it's it's interesting that the story sets up the rules so quickly, and they're just they're like straight up like yo hair they can't touch the hair. Hair is skin. That's the it's it's the same same rules apply, um, and they just they break it down immediately. But the the it's just that moment of. The hair fills the entire frame, and she falls to her knees, and she's like, "I'm like, holy crap! Where did that hair come from?" <laughs> so, and also, I just want to point out the beanie also says "good luck" on it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, it cracks me up every time I see the beanie that uh, little Fuko is wearing because, yeah, the, the irony is very real there. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. So you have "good luck" beanie and uh, dead end tattoo on the guy that can't die and the one with the bad luck. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, poor little Fuko. She's just. In, in a ball of emotion now in a heap on the ground. She's sort of given up escaping from Andy because this hairdressing thing, 
really impacted her, as it would, like not mm. being able to have any form of touch for a decade is a scary thing to think about in all in all seriousness. But um, Andy then <laughs> whips out this hairdresser kit out of nowhere and we find out that he once upon a time he was a hairstyle. So I'm like, yeah, why not? Why not? I'm, I, I don't, uh, I'm suspending all disbelief. I'm just along for the ride. Of course, Andy was a hairstylist once upon a time. Let's let's do it. Yeah, and it's just like I was, yeah, some time ago. You know, it's just very casual. It's basically don't think about it. Just trust me. (laughs) (laughs) But they also they 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 get the haircut. Is the next bit, but he also establishes the next rule, which is that the unluck only activates when he stops touching. Which again, like it's there's little nuggets they kind of just push in there, and they're just establishing these are the rules of the powers. We need to understand what's going on. But yeah, he, he says, you know, she's like, oh, please don't. You'll get the unluck. And he's like, no, I know, just sit still because it only happen when I let go, basically. And then yeah, out with the 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 barber kit, and uh, which I don't know where he got it from, and we never see it again. But <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe it was made with like skin and blood follicles. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he that. can make that. Who knows. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it is I completely agree with you there as far as how they how they're sort of creating this world and explaining these rules and these powers. None of it feels forced like it's mm. just organically explained in these little moments and in these little scenes and it just helps the viewer I'm like, "Oh, okay, I get that now. Okay, I understand yeah, it's done really well. how this works or how it doesn't work." Yeah. So it's, uh, it's it's rare cuz a lot of the time that they they especially when he's sort of got very quirky characters straight off the bat, um yeah, if for them to just sort of go, okay, well, it's it's written to the story. These are the rules. Set them up. Take pay attention to what's going on, and you'll know what's going on. Um, and I appreciate that a lot, actually, because it doesn't doesn't break the storytelling. And and also, you know, she gets a great haircut. So, <laughs> and and it's a really sweet moment too, like where we get this nice heartwarming smile from Fuko, mm. and, and she gives Andy this cute little thank you because yeah, this is something that she hasn't experienced or has been longing for for the better part of a decade now. So to have this little little touching moment shared between the two leads is nice and it sort of breaks up the absurdness that we've been yeah. rolling through now for maybe 15 or so minutes. But then it pivots back to the unluck thing because um, Andy's like, hell yeah, I've just been touching you for 15 <laughs> minutes straight. I can't wait to see what all this unluck does to me. <laughs> and um, like instantly the second he almost finishes that this this statement, he gets decapitated and you're yeah. like, oh, what, what's happening here? And then the mysterious organization that we mentioned earlier all roll into the hideout that's not so hidden. Yeah, the hideout that everyone knew about. That's yeah, It's uh, obviously probably just on Google Maps by the sounds of it. Um, and then and, 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 and like it, it's obviously the confusion because uh, Foucault doesn't know what's going on. And she asks, you know, who are you? And he, he literally says, hey, hold that thought. I'm just got to deal with uh, undead here for a second. And they, they take his head, which at this point, I guess, is unconscious from the shock of the chopping of the head off. And then they put him into essentially a pokeball. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they caught him. Uh, so, <laughs> um, But, yeah, and then that's meant to then stop him from regenerating and that, you know, stop him and everything else from – because he can essentially, from the way the show goes, getting his head chopped off, that's maybe a few seconds before he can just – pop it back out yeah. and then he's back in the full strength. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so Andy's stuck in this Pokeball that negates his ability to, to regenerate. And then the lead, we don't get this lead's name, but he's he's a very evil looking fellow. He's got the, the tried and true facial scars Scar, everywhere. Yeah. They're all rocking. They're in very well-fitting suits with like a, a red shirt or tie 
and all the henchmen, they sort of look like foot soldiers from the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but, literally. Well, like fancy dressed foot soldiers. You got the red masks over their faces and yeah. yeah, but he's unmasked. He so you can tell that he's the big he's the leader yeah. of this uh, <laughs> group of the mysterious organization. Yeah. And he references that what we do is we police any unselected negators or anyone who throws the world into chaos. Yeah. yeah. Is sort of how he explains what this mysterious organization organization is slash does. And you're like, hmm, okay. Yeah, that's that's probably the many most, questions. most important line of the, the whole show, I think. Because I looked at it, what is what do you say? Because it's, it's, it's yeah, it's um, negators and then I think he says they're umas or something like that who throw the world into chaos. And then he follows up with you're a negator to Futo saying that you negate people's luck. And I'm like, okay, so what's the other one? What's the other thing that does the chaos? <laughs> but we don't we don't find out in this episode anyway. We find out though that it feels like this mysterious organization, they could be a bunch of bad dudes because, yeah, they reference Foucault's ability and he says that this ability is perfectly suited for murder. Yeah. And Foucault's sort of asking, are you going to use my ability for that? Like, what are you going to harness my abilities for? And so it sounds like they've got maybe a bit of a stable of of negators and, and special humans in, yeah. their, in their back catalog that they can maybe use for, for evil doings is what I interpreted all this to be yeah and i think there's a, like there's even another follow-up line where they again he's like yeah your power's only good for killing <laughs> it's like okay yeah. <laughs> we get it we we know what's going on um but yeah through this this whole confusion that initially has it they literally have uh one of the henchmen kind of tiptoe behind her and handcuff her immediately to which she replies hey you know aren't you on my side and then he kind of does the evil laugh and the <laughs> you know you you must be joking right uh, sort of scenario um and yeah, it's it's straight up. You just go, okay. Well, these guys are bad. I think um, she's obviously whatever. But then it's the whole thing is what's Undead been doing? Because they know about Undead. This is his hideout. He's uh, I don't know. Does he negate death? I don't know how he's is. You know, is he just like a special powered person, or is he one of these negators? Like, obviously they put him in the pokeball, so he can't interject at any point at this point. But um, yeah. <laughs> It made me wonder, and, and I thought immediately of like, oh, maybe they can like farm or harvest these negators' DNA to mm. then inject into people, so you could, I guess, become immortal in a way by taking some of Andy's DNA and splicing it with your own or something. So I'm like, oh, this this could go in a whole host of ways, where we get this superhero, supervillain type of vibe that could just run rampant as far as people with abilities or negations. I don't know what <laughs> yeah, you I don't know what you call either. it, something, <laughs> but uh. This all gets a bit too much for Fuko and she starts breaking down because she's like, I can't believe a haircut has caused this. Like, <laughs> it's all I've ever wanted, but a haircut has caused all this and it's caused Andy to get captured. And yep. yeah, she's very upset. And then uh, referencing back to the golden bolt of energy or lightning that came down and caused the engine trouble on the plane, this giant massive purple lightning bolt comes down strikes the the pokeball or the capsule that andy's heads in and also that one of the henchmen is holding burns him into a crisp instantly uh the capsule pops open and then andy's head comes flying out just like a pokemon would yeah when you do throw a pokeball <laughs> down for battle so i was cackling again here it's, it's it. yeah literally that it's it is and, and then he like he's a like just snaps back he's awake and he's like oh yeah this is you know oh i know what's going on and it's just straight back into chaos mode really is really what it comes down to we're having this whole moment where it's all sort of feeling doom and gloom. Lightning strike, we get almost uh, bloody Looney Tunes level frying of some henchmen and then we're straight back into Andy's uh, shenanigans. 
and these shenanigans here are nuts, man. Like, <laughs> because we look at Andy throughout these few, like these initial nearly 20 minutes now, and he's got this like blade of glass or concrete sort of protruding out of his skull. And I'm like, okay, that's just part of it, I guess. Maybe that's what led to him being immortal. Who knows? But then he goes, you know what? This sort of piece of, because of the cork, uh, this object in my head acts as a cork in my brain <laughs> yeah. because I need to keep 100 years of memories bottled up because yep. it prevents me from going off the rails. Having too many memories and too many ideas and skills, I guess, at once makes him go a little bit crazy. So he's like, "Yolo, time time for to not worry about that." Uncorks his head. He immediately like grows long hair, like Super Saiyan style in, in yeah. Dragon Ball, and it turns him into this fighting machine because I guess he's got all these martial arts corked and tucked away <laughs> absolutely cuts the shit out of all the all the suit henchmen and then he recorks himself goes back to normal hair reverts back and i'm like what just happened yeah <laughs> again yeah. what happened yeah and it's literally like he comes he comes down does a few you know flips and twirls and dodges everything and it's one single strike he just cuts them all it's just like well, okay and he just sticks it back in his head and he's like, yep, all corked up now, all good. And then it cuts yeah. to like, it, it, like it comes because the, the only person left at this point is the 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 leader, the unmasked man, the mystery man. And uh, I didn't even notice it until like I, I sort of what, what what was that? And I kind of went back a bit and had a look. And why he's talking? He's got a little nick on the end of his thumb, and he's spraying blood up, and he's balancing the sword like the big knife on the end of this blood fountain on his finger, like he's spinning a basketball on his finger. But he's spinning oh. the knife with a blood fountain on his finger. <laughs> And then he makes the comment, like they have this, this they start their little dialogue and he makes the comment, oh, so you're not going to fight then? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, it, yeah. it's a really cool moment there. And it's, it just shows how badass and I guess how powerful Andy could be. Yeah. And it definitely takes him out of the category of he's, he's a loony living in a weird house and whatever. He's a, he's a badass. And the yeah. whole comment of, hey, I've got 100 years worth of knowledge stored up. First of all, we know that now he's 100 plus years old. And second of all, uh, what else has he got buttoned up in there? You know, maybe that barber college and so and been under that cork the whole time. You know, it's yeah, it really raises so many questions in like such a short little sequence. It comes out of yeah, out of nowhere, really. I, I just love that scene and just that concept as far as the the blade or the the piece of concrete or whatever that's in there that sort of is keeping all these memories and abilities at bay i'm like i don't think i've ever seen something like that in no. anime or in just media in general so i'm like oh that's cool i like there's something new and fresh and very bizarre but it works for me yeah the only thing i've seen that's similar is when homer puts a crown up his nose in the simpsons <laughs> <laughs> it's the same concept though <laughs> yeah, that's true that's true but, who uh, stole from who i don't know <laughs> i don't know but yeah, we then get this sort of showdown between um, head henchman, old Scarface and Andy. The head henchman's like, hey, in order to save Fuko, because at this stage he's sort of got Fuko holding a captive against her, against his body. He's all covered in clothing, obviously, so there's no chance of unluck transferring onto old Scarface. But he's got a katana at her throat and he's like, you either cut your head off or I'm going to take Fuko's head off. What's it going to be, buddy? And without even any hesitation... Yeah. Andy just whips out this giant ass Bowie knife and starts going to town on his neck. And yep. I'm like, what? He's, what halfway, happening he's halfway through the neck before Fuku even gets a chance to be like, yo, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what are you doing? It's like, it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just like, I, I think he says something along the lines of, you know, I don't, look, I've given up. I don't even care. Uh, you know, this is fine. I've had a fun day. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to chop this off. 
you know, if we ever meet, if we ever meet again, let's catch up and let's party or whatever. And it's just like, again, going back to that surfer vibe, he's just like, yeah, this is sick. Don't worry. It's all good. Don't worry. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hang loose, bro, type of thing. Oh, yeah, sorry. So he cuts it, his yeah. head off. Yeah. Cuts his oh, head sorry, off. You go. No, I just, I just wanted to point out when he cuts his head off as well. And like, once it's fully cut and he throws the head essentially, his body just goes, whoop, disappears. And yeah, just becomes t- turns into like blood dust, right? It's, yeah, I'm saying, okay. just fades away. <laughs> yeah, which which was a cool little moment as well because I'm like, oh, what, is, what does that mean? Like can he just turn his entire self into right? mist or dust on command or is the head the only permanent piece? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> yeah, so, he, so his, his sentient body that is – holding the head and, and almost, I felt like he was going to do some Harlem Globetrotter tricks for a minute with the head there. Tosses the body over to old uh, Scarface, bad dude. And in this moment where I guess he looks up to try and grab the head, Fuko breaks away and pushes past Scarface. And she's like, I know how to trigger the biggest bout of unluck. Runs, 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 jumps in the air. Little sort of hero frozen frame moment where she jumps up and gives Andy's head a kiss on the old cheek as it's flying towards Scarface. And I'm like, uh oh, what is what apocalypse is this going to bring yep. on? Yep. And it's it's earlier when they like he he took away from the story that you know the hugging and everything else is going to be the, the skin contact that does it. The bit that the, he didn't take from the story is the you know the, the the kisses as well, the hugs and kisses. So then this is this is that moment where she's like, oh well, this is the bit that I left out that you didn't really catch on to, and uh, plants one on his cheek as he's, the head's flying midair still, and then. Yeah, it's a, it, an absolute, just, it's almost like a freeze frame hero moment. It's like, oh, and you go, oh, I see. This is the next level. <laughs> this is the next next tier of uh, unluck. And this tier of unluck is absolutely <laughs> insane. So Fuko is now running to try and escape from the hideout. She, she gets out into the open air and she's almost running across this bridge. And then we see a goddamn meteor come from space, <laughs> crash down on Andy and Scarface, destruction death chaos everywhere and i'm like oh my god like i feel that we can't get any more zany and absurd yet it keeps putting like it's like a jenga tower it just yeah. keeps getting crazier and more turbulent but it still has managed to stay upright yeah and it's just because it, it, as soon as it goes to that wide shot and you see the sort of the glow in the sky and you're like what <laughs> <laughs> and it yeah it's it levels the the, the well the hideout's gone it's gone <laughs> Yeah, so, the hideout uh, is no more. Fuko is very upset. the The dust is starting to settle, and we've got a lot of the the standard dust cloud you'd see from such a big impact here. She's uh, a little bit upset, feeling that um, Andy or, or, or Zombie, as she's still calling him at this stage, is dead. But then, lo and behold, old Andy walks out bare assed again. Not a scratch <laughs> on him. Not an issue. Just walks out, sort of reverse explosion hero moment like where they walk yeah. away from the explosion he sort of survived it and he's just walked through it and it's it's a bit of a badass sort of sequence yeah, and I'm like, he, all right andy he comes out and it's like oh that's the first time i've taken a meteor to the face <laughs> like, <laughs> and it, he's also he's got scarface's sword stuck in him at the same time <laughs> and it's just and hanging out again just hanging out in the breeze uh, walking over. it's like all right let's it, again sort of sets it up where you go okay well a meteorite will not kill this man this is this this is the rules that have been set by the show now. So, uh, what the next tier up from that is, I'm not sure. <laughs> so, I'm excited to see what that tier is. Hey, <laughs> so it's yeah, it's such a it's such a it is a really cool moment though, where you just go, oh wow, okay. So this there's going to be some there has to be some real hijinks if we're ever going to get to this point where this man's going to cop a death because yeah, meteor didn't do it, that didn't cut it. So wild, what a just. 
wild part of the show. Again, I, don't, I have no idea. Is, yeah. We start with what? It's A haircut ends in a meteorite. That's sort of yeah. where they get. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where they can take it from here, but we get in these final few moments before the ending kicks in. Yeah, we, we see yeah Andy walking out, not a scratch on him, but yeah, a big old katana right through the chest. That's where uh, Foucault calls him zombie again. He's like, I'm not a zombie, I'm undead. And they have a bit of a chuckle in this little moment because he walks right up to her and they're sort of almost like, well, not well face to face, like there's a height difference, but they're, they're pretty close to one another in this scene. Yeah. And yeah, his, his penis is just right there. Yeah. No one yeah. cares. It's just flopping in the wind. It's like, yeah, cool. Fair enough. It works. And so they're <laughs> chuckling. You see her beanie float back down through the scene as well in this moment. And then Buko is like, you know what? We need to give you a name. Like she's like, what's your name? He's like, I can't remember. But I wonder if like if he uncorked himself again, would yeah, he immediately right? remember his name straight away? I don't know. But she's like, you know, I'm going to call you Andy because you're undead. And so I'm sitting there going, well, shouldn't it be Undy? Like, wouldn't it be Undy, not Andy? <laughs> no, I guess that's yeah, a very Andy's Australian a term. <laughs> but yeah, Undy. Undy. I, I, yeah, I don't know how the show would go if it's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so so he finally he gets a name given to him from, from Foucault, which is a bit of a sweet moment, but then the crass comes straight Just back in because he's like, whoa, this all happened because we kissed her. Guess next we have to try sex. And so straight away, <laughs> fight or flight moment. Foucault is like, fuck this, I'm out, starts running around, running around, and we get this line where she goes, this is our story of our quest of the greatest death ever. And then the ending begins, and we get a song called Zero One by Zuyu Vashi, which is actually the opening song, but because we didn't get an open, they've yeah. just parked at the end here. And it is a banger. It is a banger. But yeah. this episode is balls to the wall right from the rip. <laughs> all the way through this 20-odd minutes of runtime. And it's one of the most memorable first episodes I can remember, like recency bias aside, like ever in anime because yeah. it's just so distinctive in so many ways. There, there, there was, there's a lot. There's a lot in that, that you know, short episode. Um, and they established so much of who these characters are, what they can do. By the time, the, the end here, when he ask the question that we're all wondering it's you know it's we're ready like we're ready for them to skip off into the sunset dynamic duo start their journey we know who they are we know sort of what their motives are um and away we go um scarface has been i i guess hit by a meteor so he's out and you know but we have the question of you know who are the mysterious people in the organization and like it's, a, it's such a good setup like we're ready we're ready to go which is rare because a lot of the times I guess what they would, what would be in episode one will end up being like a pilot episode where they kind of do bits and pieces, but they never really get into the crux of what what the story is. Where I feel like we've started, we're on the road. How crazy can it get, you know? And uh, what do we say? There's 24 episodes for the season. 20, 24 episodes. It's going so wild. Yeah. So you think <laughs> of the amount of stuff they threw at us in this first episode. What's the next 23 gonna send our way? Because I'm sitting here just shaking my head so many times in this viewing session. But also yeah. smiling, laughing, genuinely shocked, a little bit grossed out too with some of the <laughs> because it is violent. Like there is blood and viscera Constantly. flowing frequently. Like it has got an R rating, so I wouldn't probably watch this with young kiddos. No, <laughs> unless no, that's your thing not. with your kiddos. But I certainly probably wouldn't recommend showing this to kids because yeah, there's there's some very very adult themes in here. Yeah, you're not going to get away with oh that's tomato sauce. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, you're not going to get away with it in this show. That's that is a lot of blood coming from many chopped limbs constantly for just sometimes no reason at all. It just sort of happens. Um, but yeah, it's it's a wild to think that there's yeah 24 episodes in total and the amount of just craziness that's gone from it. And 
we're only at the start. Like it's only, it's just a fairly new show. So I'm interested. I'm hooked in, in a lot of ways. Uh, I want to know more because it, it, it does such a good job of like asking all these questions because really you sort of sit there, okay, well, what's possible then? You know, if, you, if these are the rules that you're setting up for the show, what's, what's possible? Hmm. And uh, the whole, the memory thing for me and the, the organization with the like designated sort of terms for the, the, the people, I'm like, okay, there's, there's some history here that they're not going to you know, give it to us willy-nilly. We're going to wait, but it's definitely some, yeah, some, some more, to, more to come. So, yeah, it was interesting. It's, again, wild for a first episode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, really well done as far as building out this world, establishing the characters, establishing the stakes, because a lot of these animes, you usually got to give it the three episodes, right, to sort of really yeah. find its footing and, and get that investment from the viewer. But this one for me, it was just like, bam, I'm in after this first one because it is so unique to anything that's come out this year or even the last handful of years. And no one's really talking about it is the thing that took me by surprise. Like I saw the art for it when I was on my anime list. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty funky. There's some vibrant colors and the name (laughs) sounds interesting. Read the synopses. I'm like, all right, that sounds crazy. So I watched the first episode and I'm like, this is crazy. I think this is perfect for zombies. And here we are talking about it now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Honestly, because uh, one of the challenges of, you know, trying to find an anime I haven't watched or whatever, you found one that I haven't even heard of. And I was just like, I'm, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> and uh, when, when, when I, you know, when I looked it up and, and you know, I was watching it and, and like I, I found a few little sort of blogs and stuff like that sort of talking about it saying you know they're coming straight from oh the manga's really good so i'm excited for the show kind of point of view but not a lot of hype around not no. not, not like a you know a, not like a new show getting it deserves more hype is what i'm saying it's, it's i, it's, I it's, think so man it's fresh it's a fresh show great story great cast the animation quality is fantastic like david yep. production like they're no slouches like they're pr- primarily known for you know the jojo's franchise yeah. and most recently like the reboot of Urusai Yatsura is some of the biggest stuff they've done but yeah there's some very very prestigious people behind this like Yuki Yase the director he's the the man behind Fire Force which is getting a lot of a lot of hype a lot of love these days love Fire Force it's so yeah, good it's so good <laughs> it's so good and even like Kenichiro Suhiro I think is how you pronounce his surname who's doing the soundtrack He's yep. the the main man behind Ari Zero that we talked about earlier. That's one of your favorites. He's yep. done Goblin Slayer, and he's uh, the one helming the soundtrack for the Suicide Squad Isekai anime that's coming out. Oh, interesting. So, so okay. there's some pedigree here. Yeah, right. Okay, well, where's the hype then? That's, <laughs> that's what I mean. No one's talking about it. Like no one that I know that talks and exists in this anime space. I haven't seen anybody mention it, and I just stumbled across it by chance, and I didn't even know it was on Disney Plus. Like. When I no, first was again, watching it a few weeks ago, I was just watching it legally in parentheses. So yeah, yeah. it's and yeah, I was surprised as well because I was just like, I'm like, as soon as I started watching it, I'm like, I've seen that thumbnail somewhere, and I, I quickly did a quick Google. I'm like, I'm streaming in Australia, and I thought maybe it's maybe it ended up Crunchyroll or something like that, but no, yeah, Disney Plus or Star or whatever they call the you know adults. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Disney like Plus. Disney Plus have they've jagged a few good ones on there, like yeah. Yeah, they've yeah, got they- some some big ones. Summertime rendering is still my favorite anime that's okay. sitting over there on Disney Plus. But uh, yeah. 
yeah, they've got some some big stuff and, and it's like exciting to see Undead Unluck on there. So hopefully that'll mean that more people will watch it and that's well, easier now to say, hey, yeah, you've got Disney Plus, you gotta have a look at this show. Check this out. Yeah, yeah. get in get in there. Cause uh yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's and um I I'm excited that it's it's in the progress as well, which means we get to see it as it comes out and and see people's reactions and stuff to it. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm definitely going to catch up after, after, after we've recorded this because mm-hmm. I've stayed, I've stayed, uh, neutral. I haven't looked at anything afterwards. I've seen a couple of thumbnails that kind of popped up and recommended it, raised an eyebrow. I've gone, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, apart from that, yeah, I've, I've stayed right away from it, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, it, it is a roller coaster, unlike many roller coasters out there. So uh, I think you're going to enjoy yourself because this first episode really sets the tone and establishes the world and the stakes very well. And it's just a fun, crazy, unpredictable ride. And the fact that there's a little bit of heart and a little bit of sincerity and, and some softer moments thrown in amongst all this insanity, it just works really well. Like for me, it's, it's just a cocktail that I'd happily sip on until I couldn't walk anymore, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, I enjoy like the fact that it can switch from being, you know, tender moment to a tense moment to reaction straight back to, and like, I, that's perfect for me. I, I love a good, you know, good roller coaster ride all the way through. Mm. So yeah, no, good. Yeah. But listeners, if you're still on the fence about undead unluck, if you've watched any of the following, these are sort of the other anime that are constantly compared or recommended. If you like this, you'll love that and vice versa. So if you've been watching ZOM 100, Bucket List of the Dead, which Excellent the first show. season has just finished, and it's so good. It's so, so good. good. So I love, good. love that anime. It's one of the best <laughs> new anime of 2023. Uh, Kill a Kill, obviously classic, goes without saying. Yep. Undead Girl Murder Fast, which came out this year, which is also underrated and very kooky and zany in its own right as well. And a little bit of an underrated uh, sleeper hit from decade and a half ago, I think, is this a zombie is the other one. So you can see that there's a lot of zombie-related love yeah. and synergies here between Undead Unluck and its uh, equivalents here. So if you've watched any of those and you enjoyed that, give Undead Unluck a peek because it's so fun. But zombies, we're going to jump into the last word, which is presented by Japan Crate. Experience Japan through snacks and knickknacks via monthly package drops courtesy of japancrate.com. And while you're there, be sure to use code 8BIT15 at checkout for free shipping anywhere in the world and 15% off your order. So, Zombies, what is your last word or words in relation to Undead Unluck? Uh, well, I am – Was at first I wasn't sure if Unluck isn't actually a word, uh, but now it is. I don't, I don't care anymore. Um, but I, I really enjoy – uh, shows that can still surprise me and makes me wonder what was going on in that writer's room when they thought I'm going to make the unlucky person and with the undead person and they're just going to go on this adventure together. It's 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 good. It's nice. It's great to feel and watch something that is fresh, refreshing that hasn't been done before. There's been way too much uh, of the the same thing over and over again, and this is definitely not that. This is something that you do not expect. And even we've explained to you beat for beat the first episode, you're still going to watch it and be surprised. So yeah. it's, it's it's nuts. Um, but I approve it. I approve of this nuts. It's awesome. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I also approve of this nuts because it's just a fun time. And at the end of the day, that's all we want when we're consuming content, whether it be a game, a podcast, an anime, a film. Like if, if I can walk out of it entertained and with a smile, that's that's well worth the cost of admission, whether it be financial or, or time-based. So, uh, yeah, check out Undead Unluck, available on Disney Plus for you local listeners, but I'm assuming abroad that might fall under Hulu or something like that in the United States, or there's some other ways you can find this episode and this series to watch out there. 
I will not put the links in the show notes, but you can find it if you're desperate enough. But man, thank you so much for uh, joining me here on the More Than Hentai podcast. One last go around. Where can people find you? What have you got coming up? I know you've got a new podcast that has been marinating for a while and it's going to see the light of day hopefully sooner rather than later. Very, very soon. Uh, You can find me everywhere as Zombies LV Bacon. It's Zombies Love Bacon, not Zombies Level Bacon for those. Uh, uh, Streaming constantly on Twitch, uh, on all the socials, making all sorts of kind of crazy uh, shorts and content always. Uh, And yeah, we've got, if you do manage to see the Creator Notes podcast, it's coming out in January. Uh, Very excited. It's all about uh, interviewing not just streamers, but just creatives in general uh, about their journey. And I've already just found some very unique individuals with some pretty amazing stories to tell. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. Hell yeah. And when that podcast drops and also the ZLB podcast, rate, review, subscribe the hell out of it because those ratings, those reviews, they mean the world to us. They take no time. They cost you no money, but it's just positive karma. So pay it forward. Do it for more than hentai. Do it for ZLB and do it for all the other podcasts you listen to on the regular because, yeah, that's that's our lifeblood. That's what keeps yeah. us doing what we're doing. So just, uh, yeah, throw some positive vibes our way when and where you can. Uh, you can find all the 8-bit related content at We Are 8-Bit or VideoGamesAndCulture.com. You can find me on the socials at Brendan8Bit. You can find zombies at zombies LV bacon, as we mentioned just before, but I guess it's time to get on out of here. So whether your anime be subbed, dubbed, or still yet to come, enjoy yourself, stay hungry, and much love to all the gorgeous waifus out there. Goodbye. See you.